You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Good morning. Still morning. My name's Rick Francis. I occasionally preach here. And it's good to be with you. So Michelle was talking a little bit about Lent. Got a few things that we got to cover before I get to the message. You know, in uh, Philippians 3, our first slide is, is sharing in the fellowship of his sufferings. There's, there is a sharing in the fellowship of the sufferings that Christ went through that's part of our getting to know him so that we can know the power of his resurrection, so that we can share in the fellowship of his sufferings. And so the Lenten time is a time that's usually somber. It's a time of, of uh, 40 days going before Easter where you are looking at the life of Christ. You're looking at his passion. You're looking at all the things that he endured. Um, and you say, hold on, Rick, don't you know how to do your math? You know, it's, it's just now 40 days before Easter. Sundays don't count in Lent. Do you realize that? Through the week, you identify with his suffering, you, you fellowship in his sufferings, and, and you're soberly looking at, at the whole story of God. But when it comes to Sunday, it's celebrating resurrection. Mm-hmm. So you go through the whole week whether you are denying yourself food, uh, those kind of things. If you don't have anything to fast and you've got to keep your blood sugars accurate, make this Lent a negativity fast. Ask the Holy Spirit to catch every negative comment or statement that you're about to make, to intercept it and filter it, and in its place, try to find some way of reshaping and making some kind of positive statement. So fast negativity, fast criticism. I know I thought that was one of my spiritual gifts when I first came to the Lord. I was so good at criticizing. And I, it was, I had such an anointing for it. And uh, it's like, no, 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 that was an anointing, but it wasn't from the right kingdom. And so now let's get the anointing from the right kingdom and let's... let's Try to fast negativity. Uh, it's, a, it's a great way to go. If you, if you want daily encouragement with that, um, see me after the service. I can hook you up with, a, with an email that you can get a daily encouragement. It gives you a lie to fast and a truth to feast upon. I just love, I just love these uh, negativity fast, positivity feasts. Okay. Sundays are not counted. They're resurrection celebrations. So let's celebrate. This is Sunday. This is Sunday. You can go back and starve yourself on Monday, but we celebrate on Sunday. I'm getting hungry right now just thinking about it. Okay. You know, I came across a book that's probably been close to a year ago now called Breakthrough by Sean Bowles, and it's got uh, prophecies, prayers and declarations. How many have purchased the book? Anybody got it? You own it? You borrowed it from the library? Okay. Staff should have it because I bought all of them a copy. (laughs) It's just so, so, so good. 
And we've went through one of them once in the service, but after Chuck's message uh, last Sunday, I, I went to the one on breakthrough for church and ministry. And I just thought it was so good. It was something that uh, we need to share and look at today. I want to share it with you. Some of the scriptures that it's based upon is 1 Peter 2.5 and the Passion Translation says, Come and be his living stones who are continually being assembled into a sanctuary for God. For now you serve as a holy priest, as holy priests, offering up spiritual sacrifices that he readily accepts through Christ Jesus, through Jesus Christ. Then Nehemiah, then I replied to them, the God of heaven will make us prosper and we his servants will arise and build. As God causes us to prosper, we got to use the resources that he's given to us and find how he intends those resources to be used. And uh, you're a living stone, so let's, let's make good use of all the resources that he gives to us. I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. You know, when, when we think of what we're doing here on planet Earth and we don't know what our destiny and our purpose is and uh, we've come to realize that the Lord's forgiven us of our sins because we've asked. And the Vern Frompke was, was just a, an incredible apostle teacher. He's in heaven now. But he, he would do this graph and he would, he would start and he would make this line go up and then he'd have a dip and it'd come back and then it would continue. And by that, he illustrated that we were designed, our purposes from eternity past was to be with God. And in creation, as we find in the garden, we have a mandate to rule and reign over the earth. You know, we are to take care of and steward the creation that the Lord has given us to steward. But then with the fall, and that's the dip, when Adam and Eve fall, when, when they fell, everything stopped. And then with the coming of Jesus, his, his incredible birth, his life, his suffering, his death, his resurrection and ascension to the right hand, now the storyline continues. We're back on track because of the Son of Man. I just think that's so amazing. And when we're looking for breakthrough, we're looking for the breakthrough that gets us out. With the fall, things got so messed up in our mind, in our hearts, in our spirit, and in our bodies. Now with sickness and disease, with stinking thinking leading to drinking, with all the thoughts that will constantly leave us in a lie and cause us to, to miss so much of what the Lord intends for us, it's just like, how are we ever going to get there? Here's the thing. We can come to the Lord Jesus Christ, as most of us have, and still be in bondage because of what we believe is true about us. Now, if somebody just comes up to you and says something, 
and you know it's not true, it's just, yeah, don't have to. But if someone who's got authority or someone that you look up to, someone who, who you give your ear, your attention to, and they come up and they say, you know, you're lazy. All of a sudden, you got to start to think about that. First thing you need to do is find out what generation they're in. If they're 90 years old or more, by their standard, you are lazy. <clears throat> but that doesn't mean you're lazy. That's just from their perspective. You know, it, it's coming from their grid. I'm trying to make this point. If you've been beaten because you're lazy, if it has been pounded and pounded and pounded, you've been wounded, you've suffered physically, you've suffered emotionally, you've suffered relationally because you have been called lazy and it's just been poof, poof, and it's been on grade, that when Jesus comes and sets you free, you still think you're lazy. You know, it, it, it takes some, and, and this is where we get in trouble by judging everybody uh, why aren't you further along? Why is it that you're struggling with this? Why is it that you're still gotta, you, you still seem to be trapped in this area? It, it's because the enemy's done a good work on him. And he's used life circumstances. He's used people of influence. He's used circumstances, time and space moments where, where there's a, an intersection and there's a trauma and he tries to instill something at the very core of your being that will affect your heart, your mind, your spirit, your body. Uh, that's about you, but it's not true. But it's been hammered because of the prince of the power of the air. He hates us and he keeps hammering that to us until all of a sudden we can't do anything about it. There's all sorts of illustrations that I could use to just talk about what happens, the power of what we think and the power of what we believe and how it will keep us trapped. And, you know, I've been pursuing, pursuing the Lord and pursuing life in the kingdom, pursuing things of the spirit, trying to figure out what's the secret, what's the new secret that's going to unlock this and unlock that, trying to go deep, deep, deep and everything. And it's like, I don't think I'm ever going to touch bottom because I don't think that's what I've been called to do. I've been called to believe and to receive and to take my eyes off of the lies and put my heart, my spirit, my soul 100% into the truth of what God's word says and what the Holy Spirit personally highlights to me and what then I got to begin developing and, and letting the old go out and the new be the new, right? Because first, second Corinthians five seventeen, we're new creations. We're a new creation. Well, let's look at breakthrough because I want to see breakthrough not only for us individually, but today, you know, as Chuck talked about our individual mission last week, I want to see the corporate breakthrough the corporate breakthrough of the fellowship and the church. This is the prophecy that Sean shares in his book. I'm gonna read it to you. So you're gonna to have to really have grace to hear what the Spirit's saying to the church because if you start getting your phone out and you're looking at your email, I guarantee you right at the point that the prophetic word of the Lord for you, you'll find that there's a special 
on some kind of clothing and that will catch your attention or it's buy one, get one free or, you know, uh, today only at on the border, it's free enchiladas. So just try to clear. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just give us ears to hear and a grace for all distractions to be uh, totally irrelevant and not able to get our attention off of what you are saying. God is preparing the church for the greatest harvest of all times. This harvest is souls. It is maturing those who've already known him. Hallelujah. It is transformation of culture. It is creativity in everything we do. The first time the Holy Spirit filled someone was in Exodus. Bazaliel was filled by the Holy Spirit with creative power to artistically make everything that was needed to bring about connection to God through worship and the temple. God is again filling churches, ministries, and movements with his creative power to bring about everything needed to build a container in our generation that he wants to fill with his love. We're about to go through another reformation and God who breaks through is going to break off all kinds of religious mindsets and traditions that no longer bring relational connection to Jesus. He is breaking off small mindedness and patterns that, ha patterns that have st stuck in old ways that are now irrelevant. Patterns that have us stuck in old ways that are now irrelevant. He is bringing a breakthrough into new ways of thinking, doing, and loving. Just as we have been in the most amazing technological advancement in history, so too we are in the most wondrous kingdom advancement where God is bringing about new tools to bring his same ancient love message to each person on earth. God is giving creative power that will sometimes manifest in healing miracles and sometimes in wisdom for governments, in scripts for movies, or in ministries to unreached peoples. He is growing new structure through you with new technology to do church and ministry in ways that have not been done before. You will look for models and God will say, become a model. Some ministries and churches that have been around for generations are coming into their promised land time. Selah. No longer just living off the legacy from the glory days, new days are coming with new leadership, strategies, and partnerships that will bring about greater moves than you've ever experienced. Forget the former days. Behold, God is doing a new thing you have never seen before. God is giving us strategies to raise up spiritual sons and daughters, and he is changing traditional leadership roles into mentoring, fathering roles. Where other generations did not know how to pass a baton, God is building legacy through, mo through movements and churches now,
and many strategies will come on how to grow these generationally. God is resurrecting churches and ministries that have been dying in the wilderness. He is going to set your eyes on the future of what he is about to do instead of the past of what he used to do. He is bringing sons from among you to be your leaders and prophets to bring you into the new place to which he is calling you. There will be a homecoming into churches of all the Christians who have been hurt or have not found a place of family within structured ministry. God is going to call masses of people who have been disenfranchised by current ministry or past church experiences back home. The harvest isn't just the souls that are lost. It is the harvest of harvesters who are going to come with deep maturity and walk with a limp of dependency on love because they have wrestled deeply with disappointment and love won. There will be fresh grace and an outpouring of outward focus on ministries and churches. God will bring the excellent up to a whole nother level, but not by applying corporate structures. He is going to provide kingdom structures that are even greater containers of community, community impact and transformation. Get refreshed, get renewed, because God is coming to grow his church. Amen. Amen. Now here's the prayer. The prayer's a little long, so I've put it on the slides so that you can follow along. You, one of the things I, I never want you to do is just to parrot something, you know, just because it's on the screen. But when the Holy Spirit breathes on it for your heart and, and you see that, that's why I'm going to leave it up there so that you can tarry on that slide while it's there. The problem is it's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven slides. So there's quite a few slides here. But I tried to make it big so that if you're sitting in the back and your eyesight's not well, you should be able to see this, I hope. Here's the prayer. God, thank you that you love the church and look at it as your counterpart on earth. I ask that you would empower our pastors, ministry leaders, and other types of leaders to lay a foundation, your whole, a foundation your whole kingdom assignment for us can rest upon. I ask for revelation that we would see even more clearly the people we are assigned to the strategy of missions, the connections in our community, and the lands to which we are called. Give me and those we are, who are serving in our churches, our ministries, your passion, so we will be pregnant with so much of your love that you, Christ, would be formed in the believers around us. I pray that you would protect us from infighting, politics, disunity. 
Just as you prayed, Jesus, that we would be one, we ask that you would use everything in our lives to make us one. You are the maker of relationships and relational skills. We pray that our churches and ministries would be amazing stewards of relationships that model conflict resolution, healthy boundaries, loyal covenants, nurtured families, godly marriages, and true friendships. God, give me a transformational mindset so I can believe for lives to be changed and regions, industries, and people groups to be transformed. Help me to see your original plan for all those whom I'm called to minister. Help me to stand in the gap between where they are now and who you are calling them to be. Help me to take on my mission with love and trust knowing that it's not my job to fix, change, or, and save, but yours. Help me to take on the right responsibilities of love so that I let you be the Messiah rather than take on my, mo my own Messiah complex. Help there to be no us and them in my heart between those inside my ministry slash church and those outside. I pray that I would feel love, honor, and affection for both those within and those without, even those of other belief systems and contradictory lifestyles to my own. Got a breakthrough? I ask that you would bring breakthrough to my local church to the movement I'm involved in, and to every ministry I or my family are involved in. I give you my expectations for what it has to look like and ask that you would build me in faith for the transformation of organized religion in my generation. Mm -hmm. You know, the church is gonna look different in the next 10 years next five years, it's gonna look a lot different. And if we stay stuck without the creativity and without the leading of the spirit to realize that the timeless message can be presented in so many expressions and targeting people groups, going after those that before the church would consider to be unapproachable like a leper in Jesus's day someone that needs to be quarantined and not associated with. But we're gonna see that the Holy Spirit's gonna give new strategies on how to love and how to go and to minister and how to bring the gospel. I like that. Good prophetic word, good prayer. Anything in there you could say amen to? Okay, okay. Well, you probably thought we didn't do an offering declaration today. And I can just see it in your eyes. You're chomping at the bit and you're just saying, can we make some declarations today? Well, let's stand and make some declarations. I declare that through your love, I am going to fulfill my ministry assignment on earth. Click. I declare that you have called me to love people 
as my destiny and have given me a calling of ministry to reach them and to have impact that will change lives. I declare breakthrough strategies for love to invade our mission. I declare breakthrough power to come against the work of the enemy in our region by filling it with your purpose and will. I declare breakthrough success in areas that have been confused and compromised in our community, our mission focus. I declare breakthrough resources so we can do everything you have called us to. I declare breakthrough favor so we can reach everyone we are called to with your great love. I declare breakthrough ingenuity to do things and to never been done before through my assignment. I declare breakthrough in the ability to reproduce people, spiritual impact, and transformation. I declare that you won't just add to our ministry church calling, but that you will multiply it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's Sean Boltz's book that's down there, Breakthrough Prophecies, Prayers, and Declarations. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for uh, the encouragement that has been ours just by being in relationship with you. We thank you, Lord, that you loved us so much that you want us to participate in the wonder of your kingdom. We pray, Father, that today and in the days to come that we'd find ourselves being released from the lies, the things in our hearts, the traumas in our minds, our thinking, our beliefs that will in any way restrict the glorious time of revival that is coming and that is here. May we be about our Father's business, yes. just as you were when you were on this earth. Yes. May we have such a sense of nearness and closeness with you that we will walk, we will walk with you. We will walk as you walked because you have showed us the way, the truth and the life. And we bless you. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.